0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Grapefruit Podcast. I'm Matsepo Ohane, your host. On today's episode, I am joined by the Babala (laughs) Bongeka (laughs) Nyembezi. Quick disclaimer, if I do start to sound very familiar, that's because I am. Babala and I have been good friends for a couple of years now. So yeah, that's that on that. Um, What did you have for breakfast today?
1: I had egg on toast, egg on rye, Um, and before that, I had turmeric tea with um, some honey and lemon to like start the day while I was in the bath, and then I had the egg on toast. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Now we can start. Babala, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Um, How are you?
1: Um, I'm well. I think I'm really grateful to be here. I was saying to you um, before we were recording how it's been such a long year that at some stage it felt like we weren't going to make it out. So to be, and I know we're not on the other side of the pandemic, but like to be here, um, to be outside, to be breathing in fresh air, I'm grateful um, and I'm well because I am here. Mm, yeah
0: I love that I mean there's so much that we could speak about because we've had so many conversations about so many things um, I've learned so much from you I continue to learn so much from you and I'm so grateful for that but um, I want us to start o- uh, start off just a couple of months ago um, the virus um, arrives um, and then life changes for everyone What has life looked like for you the good and the bad throughout this? pandemic Mm,
1: yeah so I guess it's so funny um when you ask that question you know how the president gave us did he give us two days before like the official wrap up everything yeah (laughs) (laughs) so while everyone else in those two days was um I don't know doing whatever was important to them I was moving into um into my boyfriend's place and um my boyfriend he, he lives like a boy um, so what I did was I brought my plants into the space because my plants are important to me. My plants are living things that bring value into any like space that I occupy. So I brought my plants into the space. I um, went to... Woolies, and I obviously I did groceries, like bought all the things and he like went, just to show our priorities, he went <laughs> and he bought like 5,000 rands worth of alcohol to make sure that we were stocked up and ready. <laughs> and I was buying like greens and you know, um, water, whatever. Um, and one of the things that I, that was important to me to get was um, candles. So I bought candles, I bought diffusers um, for the house because um, yeah, just in Sharing space in any space that I occupy, it's really important to me that one, um, there is life and plants bring. I, I believe plant, mm. plants bring life, and they bring their energy into that space, and that's good energy. And also candles, incense, diffusers, um, because I don't know. There's something about um, scents that changes the atmosphere of a space, changes the atmosphere of a room. And so, with all of like the anxiety of a a world that was very uncertain and knowing that, like, cool, we had to somehow carry on working and being productive, it was important to me to curate a safe space. And for us, really, because he was also intentional in making sure we were building a safe space. It was really important for us to do that because um, when everything around you is uncertain, it's important that your um, home base feels like somewhere that is safe. Mm. It feels um, like somewhere um, where you can hide away from the rest of the world. And so, yeah, just in waking up and doing my yoga every morning, um, I made sure to go out and do my yoga on the balcony and not, like, be cooped up inside. Yeah. Because at some stage, the rules were so hectic, you couldn't even go for a run or go for a walk outside, you know, outside, outside, mm. outside of your building. And so, yeah, just, like, working out, um, but also being consistent in doing things that helped me have a routine. So I, I was feeling um, some sort of normalcy despite the mess of everything that was happening around me. And I think um, as much as I have had a routine, one of the benefits of really this year um, and that came with the pandemic and with the lockdown has been establishing a morning routine and an evening routine for myself that I feel um, a balance. Um, So that I feel, I do things that help me feel centered. So things like using lavender oil in the bath, um, using Epsom salts as well to to detox. Um, Things like making sure I have a a smoothie at some stage in the day. So this morning I haven't had a smoothie, but I know that for this afternoon, my afternoon snack is my smoothie, which I made this morning. And so just having a routine and things that um, are anchors um, throughout the day that are in my control. So that despite the fact that the world makes absolutely no sense, Mm. there are anchors in my day um anchors in our lives that um bring us home and remind us that we are here and like I'm touching the table because like we are here we're centered um we are still on this earth and being on earth means that we need to um continue um meaningfully somehow
0: yeah oh girl i feel you yeah. yep. i feel you um but for someone who perhaps hasn't doesn't even know what setting up or you know um, coming up with a, a morning routine or an evening routine, how can they start? Where can they even start? What does it look like?
1: Yeah. Um, I think people always think that a morning routine um, is for people who are morning people. Mm. I don't believe that. I am definitely a morning person. I wake up with the sun I love waking up early in the mornings and just, like, taking on the day. But um, I think the thing that is beneficial, because even w- at the height of the lockdown, when, like, it was like, why should I even bother to get out of bed, you know? I can just bring my laptop and, like, work from in bed in and mm. just suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I just die here. I just die here, because, like, nothing makes sense. Um, it was, for me, it was finding... Um, Finding things that were small but meaningful, so having mm. a glass of water, for example, so small, but having a glass of water at the beginning of the day um, to get my digestive system started, mm. um, having my first cup of coffee or my first cup of tea, um, and having that like so in the morning as a routine, I have three different things so I have a either a tea or a coffee, so like the turmeric tea usually, or I'll have a green tea I have um, Water, so a big glass of water, and I'll have a smoothie. So those three things are like how I start my day. Yeah,
0: I think what overwhelms a lot of us is trying, like you say, trying to do a lot of things all at the same time. We want to start running, but you don't want to run a kilometer. You want to run 10 kilometers. Mm, yeah. um, we want to do all of these things all, all at once. So I love that. I want us to move to something else that we speak a lot about, which is therapy. Um, I know you're as much of an advocate for therapy as I am, um, but I remember how, before I booked my first session, mm. I was terrified because I didn't know what to expect. You know, what is she going to ask me? How deep is she going to ask me? Is she? Am I going to have to confess all of myself? Do, do I have to <laughs> cry? Oh, do I have to cry? <laughs> Uh, it's just so much. And I think growing up in a black community, we're not encouraged to think that way. We're encouraged to, to find solutions Mm -hmm. to our problems, Mm -hmm. to be strong, you know, um, how, how did you start? How did you book that first session? Girl,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you were there when, um, there was some stage last year when you and I had a conversation about how I actually, um, really wanted to be in therapy. So I knew from, like, July last year Mm. um, that this was something that I wanted to pursue. But, like, it just was, like, it just was never urgent enough. Um, Yeah, it was just never something that, like, had to happen right now. And I think it's exactly to the point um, that you're saying, Gutsi, we're taught to be strong. So, um, and and my mom and my boyfriend are very similar in this and that. I am, like, I am very sensitive and um, their like, advice to me will often be like, oh, just back up, deal with it. You'll be fine. Um, and it's true, you will be fine. But I think, yeah, it's, just, it's important to process. And so I eventually, when I did eventually book my first um, session it was um, now during the pandemic and it was in realising, because at some stage I was isolated. So I moved out of my boyfriend's place and we, um, not separated, but like moved back into some kind of our regular lives. And um, just being uh, at home alone um, and feeling isolated from my friends, from my family, from the rest of the world. And at some stage, I was only able, like, the only person I was seeing was my boyfriend because of, like, quarantine and whatever, right? So mm-hmm. we're trying to be very safe. And so I was isolated off. And when you're isolated off, all you have is your thoughts. Um, and there's so much value in solitude because it was in being alone that I was like, actually, you know what, I could use this time productively um, because I was already processing and dealing with a lot to see a therapist and, you know, like, yeah, speak to someone. Um, And so that's how it happened. My friend Zetsu had told me about her amazing therapist who had helped her so much. So I reached out and that's what I'm enjoying so much about um, just being... 20-something in 2020 is that um, therapy is more normal for us as black people. Mm. So we speak about it. So Zetu had said she had a great experience with her therapist and so I asked her for her therapist contact details, reached out and booked our first appointment. And I got to the first appointment, my girl, I was so anxious. Like, <laughs> whew, I was so nervous. Um, And for the first, like... Probably 10 minutes I tried to present this facade of yes I am strong yeah always. you know I'm only here because like I just I want to um grow and be better and she was like mm, okay cool just tell me about yourself that's all she said and like oh I broke <laughs> the fountains were open like whew. um and my, I actually had my first therapy session while I was at home Mm. Um, visiting my parents. And so just like being at home in the safe space and just feeling like, oh, I'm safe. I'm in a cocoon and then logging on to therapy. And that's another thing is uh, my experience of therapy is via Zoom, right? Mm. Which is so different from how you started in therapy because you actually got to sit across from a therapist. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's just, it's been, yeah, it's been very interesting. But also um, I'm so grateful that you directed me to and like you and a couple of other friends, including my boyfriend as well. He was like, maybe you should. I'm really grateful for it. And um, I'm realizing in therapy that we are all broken people and that's okay. Yeah. Um, And instead of going around trying to act like something that we are not, it's okay to be, um, to walk in feeling like you're not enough. Um, because, yeah, just... Um, you need to sit with those emotions. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling like you're not enough, sit with it. Instead of trying to cover it with perfectionism. Yeah. And no, actually, I'm amazing. Mm-mm. If you don't feel like you, you're amazing, um, sit with that and like um, figure out why. And that was one of the f- like first things that my um, therapist and I like had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's been a really interesting journey. And I'd really encourage Abantu to look into therapy. But therapy is not a... Like it's an hour a week, so it's a journey and it's something that you decide to do. And so in deciding to do it, you need to commit to doing the work, whatever doing the work looks like for you. Um, So whether it's journaling, um, whether it's listening to podcasts, whether it's reading books, um, but things that are helping you along your journey of healing because your therapist um, helps you get access, more I I think deeper access to yourself it's they're not like a healer it's not like a plaster that yeah. one
0: hour yeah yeah, yeah i think I, they hold space for you exactly um, and they give you the tools to be able to do the work exactly. which you speak a lot of uh, a lot about doing the work but i think the more we speak about these things it will be more clearer to a lot of people what mm. it actually looks like it so looks different yeah well, it looks different for everyone absolutely. Um, and i think that's the most important thing for us to to remember mm. Um and just linked to that is also I know I keep saying we've been speaking a lot about this but we really have
1: we have
0: <laughs> <laughs> is um doing inner child work um oh gosh, through yeah. therapy and how it enables us to not only heal ourselves but to also heal our lineage oh, what does that mean for you
1: Oh absolutely um so in preparing for this podcast I was doing some reading last night um and funny enough, I don't know if this is going to answer the question, but funny enough, um, in doing the reading, I realized some stuff about myself as well. And so um, just, I've been obviously in therapy, but also in books I'm reading, I'm realizing some things about myself. And I um, remember having a conversation with my boyfriend a few weeks ago. I think it was like four four or five weeks back. And I was like, oh, I'm so frustrated with my therapist. She's not like getting to the meat of the thing, you know. I want to like dig deep and go into (laughs) the heart of the issue. Okay, Um, girl. She's so surface level. And he was like, but it's only been like a few months. (laughs) Like, chill, give it time. And I was like, no, I want to deal with like the roots. I want (laughs) to, you know, resolve things. And he's just like, no, give it time. And I mean, and like he was right. Because I was five to breaking up with her. <laughs> I was like, I think I need to find someone else. Um, but also it's that, right? It's, um, it's realizing that you need to surround yourself with people who hold space for you in different ways. So my therapist holds space for me in very specific, in a very specific way, because that's her job, but also in my relationship, um, in my relationships with my friends, with my family, um, people like, hold space for you in different ways. And in doing that, you start to uncover different things about yourself. So I mean, um, where this started was last night, I realized something about myself because my, the way that I am in relationships is very specific. And I've started to observe a pattern um, in my serious relationships, because I've been in two. Yes, <laughs> nothing else matters. <laughs> I've been in two. <laughs> so <laughs> I've started to realize like very specific patterns. Um, and in looking, just at looking at that, I yesterday came to, and I think it was a really big moment. Um, I came to the realization that as a child, there were things that happened in my family growing up that. Have impacted how I relate to my partners in relationships, mm. um, and so in realizing that, that's something major that's been uncovered. Because I was like, no, my therapist should have like helped me discover this weeks ago. Mm. Um, but actually, like it takes so much time, and that's what I've like that's what I'm realizing in therapy is that um, small things, small things. That happened in our childhood are big things yeah. that impact our us as adults, mm. um, and the healing happens gradually. Um, it like yeah, it doesn't happen all at once. It's a slow process. It's a like a slow cooking process, um, and so just. The, like the inner child work isn't just for me. And I think I I, I, ta- I was speaking to you about this. Um, the inner child work that's happening is not just me and what happened with me. Um, I'm realizing that there's generations of trauma um, that I carry in my bloodline. So just like we have generational um, blessing, mm-hmm. there are generational curses as well. We speak about those often, but also there's generational trauma that we carry um, in our bloodline. And I'm really just in, in, in this year... Um, cause this year has been the year where shout out to 28, man. Um, this year has been the year (laughs) where I really committed to myself. Um, and in committing to myself, I'm realizing that it's so much bigger than me. Um, it's also about the people who came before me who didn't know that someone like me would ever exist, but who carried so much pain, who carried so much, um, hurts and so much trauma. Um, and so some of the healing, and I feel it sometimes, um, some of the healing that's being done is not just me, It's for the people who came before me, but also it's being done for the people who are coming after me. Mm -hmm. Um, And a random example is, um, and did we speak about this in therapy? I don't even even know if we did, but I've realized that my relationship with money... Um, has changed something has changed in my relationship with money um, compared to how my parents related with money and it's not about how much money you have it's how it's about um, what you believe of money Mm. and so whereas the previous not even the previous generation just the generations before Mm. us believed that money like once you had money you were a respectable person in society like you had made it um you were done money and marriage what i like what like the yeah i I think just the work that's being done in me um with me is realizing that money mm, is a conduit to more to a nice life but money is not the beginning of a nice life Mm. money is not the only definition of having a nice life. And so, because I think, yeah, just for generations, everyone before me was building. Um, My parents, my grandparents, their parents were building wealth so that we could have, right? And we would be well but, um, it's not the solution. Then that's like one. So it's one small thing that I'm realizing. Um, but it's actually big because the w- my relationship with money and how I deal with money and I have money, um, but it's, it doesn't define me. Um, someone who does not have money is not defined by not having money. It's about, it's more about what kind of, who are you more than money beyond, yeah, beyond that. And so just, um, the inner child work that is being done, because I think this was your question, mm. is beyond me. Um, I'm like my inner child is healing, and in my inner child healing, um, there are generations of healing that is happening in my bloodline, and I'm so grateful for that.
0: Yeah, oh, I love that. That's so beautiful and powerful, and and so true. And I'm 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 I'm, I'm grateful that you are going through that healing and. That all of that is happening um, for your lineage. I'm so grateful. Um, and what has all this healing and deliberately choosing to do the work? Um, how the, how has that changed how you show up in the world and how you show up in the wo- in the work that you do?
1: Mm, I am unapologetic. Um, definitely more unapologetic about like about my ability to take up space, um, about who I am, <clears throat> because sorry. Um, because I think when we first met, we were very young and I was very angry. I was like, I am going to change the world. I am going to do shit in the world. Um, and I was like very, <laughs> like, I was very driven. Um, but like, I was driven by rage mm. and rage at the injustice that exists in the world. Because, oh man, like, you see it. Yeah, you just people are not... Um, treated well we yeah just the Mm -hmm. world is so broken um and I was um so hurt by that right I was broken by that but also that was the driving force that's why I was like I'm gonna be a journalist I'm gonna work on 702 and tell black people stories and actually like it's taken so much time even in my um yeah, just even in my, my my storytelling journey and like in me living out my purpose of being able to tell Black people's stories, it's been a process of uh, you can't just. Well, I mean, you can, but it's not as impactful. Um, Walk into a room and like shout and scream that this is what this is what this is what we're doing. This is what's happening now. Um, There's a learning that needs to happen. And so as much as this year has been super impactful in my journey, I really think that just like in Okola, I've been learning. Um, and unlearning a lot of things and seeing how the world works um, and getting a ben- better understanding of that so that I'm then able to show up as my best self, but with an understanding of the system that I'm working in. There is a sense of resilience in that um, now I don't pay attention to things that are not for me, and that includes something as small as social media um, because I think so many people are on social media um, Following, because it's very aspirational, and our work in social media. So I know this. It's very aspir- aspirational. Um, so people are on social media following the lives that they would have, um, following the lives that they crave, that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, it's even something as small as who, like, are you, are, who are you following on, and is popping up on your timeline, and what message are they sending to you? So are you following mm-hmm. someone who says, um, I am better, I have an amazing life, um, this could be you or are you following people who are um i don't know just um moving with authenticity and moving with purpose because that impacts you because that all, that's all stuff that like you're taking in um if you spend any time on social media you're taking all of that in and so what you take in is so important um so i really think yeah just in doing the work the most important thing has been resilience and also um getting to be my own best friend i really yeah just i really like that just getting to know yourself um, means that you are at home in yourself in a way that someone who is the me of five years ago, how old was I five years ago? Twenty, well, five years ago. Twenty three. Thank you. Yes, that's, <laughs> that, that's the girl. So the me of like five years ago um, was running, trying to catch up with her own life. Mm. So this me is at home here in myself and I am the, um, I am the um first point of reference for myself so i'm grounded i'm centered um and everything flows out of me instead of every me trying to follow what's happening mm. who's doing what um if it is not relevant to me it it's okay yeah oh love that
0: anyway we are closing so <laughs> thank you so much um for sharing your story for teaching us oh, so um, Yeah. um, What work are you currently busy with and how can we as a community show up for you?
1: Oh, that's so lovely. Um, Currently, I'm working on a project actually for next year. So I'm leaving my full time employment. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired. (laughs) I'm so exhausted. Um, So I'm leaving. And next year I'm busy building a program to train up young people um, and give them like their first job in advertising. Um, so it's a project that I actually started a few years ago with Digify, working with a different agency. And so now we're going to carry it on um, with me independently, and we're essentially like training up these, um, yeah, just young black people who are really cool and really creative, um, and would never and like would never get a job in advertising just because of how the system is built up, and giving them the tools not only to. Um, build a career but also then giving them access to the industry so giving them access to brands etc etc so that's what I'm working on currently how people can show up I haven't really thought about that because I'm still like figuring my way through how we're gonna run this thing um, but follow me on social media. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, request, and I will accept you. <laughs> <laughs> it's at Bubs underscore Njembezi. But I also have like a myriad of accounts. Mm. So mm. if you don't like my main account, you can follow my home where I post about like home content. Oh, and it's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're the biggest fan of that page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And my books page where I post like exclusively about books and that's cha- at Chasing Books and, and Sunset. So, yeah, I mean, I'm keen to connect with people. So come through, follow me. Love you, bye.
0: <laughs> this show was produced by myself, Matsepo Ohhanne and Pai Slovakia Dance. Hi. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at the Grapefruit Podcast and at Tepi underscore Ochane. I love you a lot.